and welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the only podcast where snake people stop being polite and start getting real. Today is March 31st, equal to Aries 11th. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. March 31st, 1951, is remembered as the day Remington Rand delivers the first Univac-1 computer to the United States Census Bureau. But another strange event that few know about also happened on this day, as a couple in Summers, Montana, came face to face with people from the other side. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Aries 11th, 5951, FY, Fabella year. Equal to March 31st, 1951, AD, Earth year. Today our story doesn't take place in Fabella, but in the sleepy town of Summers, Montana. Summers is a quiet neighborhood just outside of Kalispell, sitting on the shore of Flathead Lake. It's here that Philip and Ellen Shaw are just about to head off to bed for the night, unaware that their lives are about to change forever. At 2 a.m., the Shaws are both awoken by noises out on their lawn. Philip rushes to the bedroom window to see a strange sight. What he later calls snake people are outside, quietly sweeping strange instruments all over the front yard. Little does he know that these reptilian snake people are Slithtars from Fabella. Slithtars are cold-blooded snake people, about five to six feet tall, who spit poison and only trust their own kind. Like many reptiles, Slithtars can use their forked tongues to sense heat. Their bodies are covered in fine scales, which range in a variety of colors. The variance in appearance rival the biology of merfolk. No two Slithtars are the same. Crossbreeding often results in the development of flatter skulls and hair passed down through generations, though most Slithtars are hairless. Slithtars walk on two legs. Only their young slither around on their bellies before their legs grow in. Their tails usually disappear by the time they reach adulthood. A very shaken Philip loads his shotgun and bravely heads out to the yard to investigate. There are no less than four Slithtars on his property. They see Philip Shaw as he comes out of the house in just a pair of boxers and a wife beater. 
the Slithtars immediately turn on Philip, raising their wands to protect themselves. Frantic, Philip starts firing his gun at the reptilian foreigners. The Slithtars retaliate by casting a few hexes to scare him off. Philip flees to the safety of the house. Two of the Slithtars approach the house. They blast open the door to get inside. Philip testified later that he and Ellen barricaded themselves inside the bedroom as the Slithtars searched the house. The crude reptiles were halfway up the stairs when they suddenly retreated. Through the bedroom window, looking out over the property, the Shahs and their neighbors were treated to an incredible light show, as three dark figures engaged the Slithtars in magical combat. Philip's testimony stated that the three new figures on the scene appeared to be human. There were two Arabian women and one dark-haired man. Then... Shortly after 3 a.m., just as quickly as they appeared, everyone flew up into the sky, aboard some strange vehicles, and out of sight. Relieved that the horrifying attack had finally ended, the family summons the sheriff to their property. When the sheriff gets there, they see gunshot shells everywhere and scorch marks on the property. Neighboring houses also show signs of damage. Not only that, but calls immediately start pouring into the sheriff's department about rainbow lights in the sky. In the days following the otherworldly phenomenon, the puzzled citizens of Summers and the Flathead Valley tried to make sense of the Shaw family's extraordinary encounter to the sheriff, reporters, and even federal agents. Authorities continue to look for clues, but are unable to come up with any explanation. The story passed into local legend and was quickly forgotten about, but Philip Shaw was never able to shake the suspicious feeling there might be something buried on his property that caught the attention of some unsavory visitors from the other side. That's going to do it for us today. Tune in tomorrow for the origin of Fabella's subway system. Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created, hosted, and produced by Dylan Foley, with music by Garrett Ferris and audio blocks. Books are available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. As always, look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.